This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hey guys, we're going to be at the Women's Expo in Phoenix, Arizona this Saturday. I'll be on the stage at 1.30 as a keynote speaker. I'm super proud of this event. I'm going to drag my husband, my son, and my beautiful producer, Narod, and it's going to be really fun. We've got a lot of surprises planned, and we hope to run into you. For more details and staying like literally like on our beat, look for us on social. So... I heard that we sold out of our free merchandise called Darth Vita. You don't sell out of free merchandise. I heard you ran out. Yes. Love you. Love you too. It's sweater weather, guys. It is actually time where we can take out those beautiful cardigan, clover, boots, socks, all the cute clothes that everyone wants to wear. We can finally wear them. And I know this goes from L.A. to New York and beyond because I have friends in other cities. Don't you love sweater weather? Yeah, I like this time of year. We're going to save a lot of money on our air conditioning bill. I mean, who wants like boob sweat their whole lives? I know I don't. Me neither. (laughs) You get ball sweat. And boob sweat. What do you put on your stuff? That Zorb? Like your balls anti-sweating powder? It's it's Ziborbs or some shit. I don't know, but it's it's awesome. And I spend a lot of money on it. You know what I want to tell you, but I don't want to micromanage you? You excessively pour out so much on your hand and then it lands on the floor and then like maybe three percent of it gets onto your crotch and your balls i might be a little bit of a glutton with the powder but i can you know i can because it's your own bathroom yeah they make my balls feel fresh so welcome back guys till the day welcome back guys welcome back we trying to say i sound like that (laughs) i understand all right so now i have the voice of a hummingbird it's like an angel's whisper. Okay, I don't know what any of that means. Let I me got ask you this. two homes, one for the club and one for the hose. Yeah, we get it. You like that song. <laughs> so when's your mother going home? Um, Hopefully never because hopefully I'm... Hopefully never. I feel like... <laughs> you talk so bold to these people. You lie to you. People, she lies to you so much, man. I don't know why. Now I, you but sound like, Costan- like my mom. It's like Costanza. Like Costanza would say, it's not a lie if you believe it. I really believe that you think these things are true when you say them, but... If you, she told you tomorrow, all right, I'm here forever, you would lose your motherfucking mind. No, I would lock her up here, though. Oh, yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, she's not lying to you. She would lock her up here. So, you guys, this is our podcast room. It's called the Clubhouse. It's a really versatile space. There's a king bed. There's our nicest couch in the house is up here. Our biggest TV is up here. It's got a full bath en suite, walk-in closet, its own heat, air control, a Romeo Juliet balcony, a city lights view. You tell them, girl. Yeah. We got, we could even like do a little glam room up here with yeah, all but the lights. She, she don't like coming up here because uh, it's got stairs and her knees aren't the best. So she, she doesn't really come up here. So yesterday I went to the dentist and it was really painful. I'm so glad I got through it. Can we talk about phobias at some point? Whatever. I mean, I, I hate the dentist too. All right, getting on track. My mom was here last week, and she's still here this week. Yeah, she's going to be here till her birthday. Her birthday is this week. And last week, she said, How old you your mother? don't... Are you fucking crazy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> How old are you? Oh, man. How old that's are like you? That's like a funny question. How much do you weigh? I, I, How, how many old am I? I'm do you 42. have on your head? I'm 42 years old. Okay. I weigh 223, and I'm bald as, you know, An eagle. Lex Luthor. But I'm not really bald. Actually, it's the camera that makes me look bald in real life. There's no as you can tell, I have a beautiful, lush, full mane like Fabio or Samson from the Bible. Are they bald people? No. Samson, his strength was in his hair. So... I don't know what you're talking about. So last week, my mom had the nerve to say, you don't know me at all. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know if we should use, uh, like, is there like a record, a rewind where we could compare how much my you don't know me at all sounds like hers? Oh, we would definitely pass the taste test, dude. You like, don't you, know me at all. Oh, for sure. If you ever had one of those sick houses or, you know, the, the like the next level security where we're going, that voice activation shit, you could definitely get into our bank accounts, our safety deposit boxes, I'm like all her. that shit. You sound just like it. If you're in different rooms oh, and each of them are calling it's to true. you, I you would know, be like, yo, I don't know who the fuck it is. Because Who's on fire? All if of my mom's fire, family, I want to know who to save first. They all like get so freaked out. They're like, oh my God, you sound so much yeah, no, like her. Yeah. Can we get a playback? Narjun of last week's Vita saying, you don't know me at all. You don't know me at all. Okay, so now I want to I wanna clap back at Vita. Okay, with bring some it. shit. Bring the thunder, man. Listen, Girl, the good thing about this podcast. I might have came out of your vagina, but I know a thing about you. One of the good things about this podcast is you do have the you have the ability now to settle those scores. You could get that payback I'm for all those years back. where she's kind of bullied you and took in your lunch money. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, could get payback. You guys are now. really loud, and you do take a lot of my lunches. No, I just mean that, you know, she's 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 thorough. She's like Debo from Friday, bro. Like, she'll take your bike. How she can be gonna... ruthless when she wants to be, and you've been dealing with that your whole life, and it's your mother. Now's your time to be like, yo, spit back. Okay, Mom, if you're listening, I actually know some really intimate things about you, and my favorite one is that you like a wide-open trash can. You can't be... I know, is that anticlimactic? That's not very intimate. She, uh, people, oh, there, I can get no, more there's intimate. There's no innuendos there. There's she, no, well, let know, me finish this one. She's really talking about a trash can, though. I'm saying, like, it's not... There's no sexual innuendo. It's nothing beyond that. No, like, she can't handle pressing her foot on the pedal and letting the lid open. She wants me to bring like one of those big brown shopping bags from Bloomingdale's and it's so that she can just toss it. Yes. That's yes. that. Yes. Um, and it bothers her. 
Like it, it she'll just get really bored. angry. <sighs> Jesus, you're you can't get into that, that is that triggers me. Oh man, I bet Jesus. she triggers me, and I barely know the broad compared Jesus. to you when she drops that Jesus. Oh. Jesus, <sighs> but that's Jesus. not. <laughs> she, she really thinks you, and that she thinks that you are the stupidest person in the history of stupid people. I can't when she when she drops that Jesus when you hear the oh Jesus, it's you know that she the height of you're her frustration. Idiot. Yeah, the, you know, it's height the height of her frustration, of her and she thinks like you're a dumbass, discontent. <laughs> yeah, man. Displeasure. Put it this way, Jesus doesn't approve. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. I want to say more complaints. Okay. So <laughs> she constantly complains that it's too cold. The second that she's not cold, she'll complain that it's way too hot. <laughs> I have to control all the vents. We have to pull out the ladders and close vents yeah. that are anywhere in the room. Like, so yeah, she like likes I to see go in. dead people cold. Like she's shivering in the corner. Like what is wrong with you? She talks to her dog <laughs> obsessively. Like I want to call CPS on her dog. Dude. So by she the way, gonna... she heard our podcast and she goes, oh, so all you do is talk about me. <laughs> Your podcast is all about me. <laughs> like she talks to herself with like not a, a bit of shyness, not a bit of shyness, not either. quiet, you know, loud, like, like she's outdoor not, voice, no embarrassment. You know outdoor what I mean? Like voice. I walk into a, I'm a son-in-law. She don't want me to think that, you know, she's a little crazy. She's having a full on fledged conversation and doesn't even acknowledge that you just walked in and out of the room and goes back on with facial expressions. <laughs> Tommy and I deliver her hot coffee with cream and a Splenda every morning. And you cannot offer it too early to her because then she'll be like grossly offended <gasps> grossly no it's too early for coffee and you should know that right no, just, no 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 you should know no that. now yeah. how you can have coffee now but then five minutes passes and I'm here she's every like, day when have you see me drink coffee this early coffee can I, where you don't have coffee in this town yeah. So it's one extreme or the other. Oh, yeah, so I, I give her coffee. You and got like a three-minute interval where you could do it right. You know what I mean? And she's like, I take my coffee and my croissant in the garden. I can't believe, you know, we made a commitment and a promise to these people to be real and honest. And I can't believe, I thought you were going to tell what, what happened the other day when she lit up a doobie snack in the middle of the kitchen, <laughs> like it was, you know, we were at Woodstock. She just was like, what are you doing? The little guy was coming home from school in 20 minutes. What was going on? What was she thinking? So she thought that she was nauseous and she wasn't sure what was going on. She goes, last time, Tommy, either I smoke marijuana cigarette and I felt better or I had uh, Advil. I don't know which one it was. Let me try marijuana cigarette. Tummy, 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 tummy. Do you have a marijuana cigarette? He goes, no, I'm all out. Because it was Sunday night football the day before. Then she goes, okay. And she like goes back and waits like a, like a little rabbit. Like a little bunny rabbit. Like it was Easter. Yes. Like, hop, 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 hop. For, yes, bugs waiting for a carrot. Absolutely. And Absolutely. then you go to the store, immediately return with two packs of marijuana cigarettes. For her. Homegirl lights up like Snoop Dogg right in the middle of the kitchen with a little like metal ashtray from Iran with the little arabesque lines, hand painted enamel. And I'm like, mother, 
What the fuck are you doing? All the windows are closed. It smells like Cypress Hill is up in here. She really did. And I go, our son will be back in a few minutes. And she goes, oh, it's just tree puff. Just tree puff. (laughs) Just tree puff. I go, okay, mom, not pop, pop. too many puff. Oh, my pop, God. Pop, so then oh. she, I put it out. Yeah, she put it out, man. But I put the whole out. house reeked of it, bro. The whole house. It was it's not crazy. okay. She's anyway. a trip, man. She's a trip. Yeah. Do you anyway. have any more complaints? Oh, yeah. I can never stop. What else you got? She also breaks the remote every like other every minute. Time, the remote control needs a software update. Every time she's here, she breaks the TV, man. Every time without fail. And she goes into a full-on, full-blown panic when the fucking TV don't work. <sighs> Tommy! Tommy! Tommy, the TV's do- it's doing it again! <laughs> yeah, give me the fucking remote. I know why it's doing it again. Oh, look, it 3,400 people like my picture on Instagram. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I listen. She I, does. I don't think that it's fair that we just sit here and pile on Vita. I do. Because, you know. Because she's well, a legend. I think that we should at least come back with five things that we do like about her. Oh, she's, so wait, you guys. Can we skip the good things about Vita and then go I don't to- want to skip saying nice things about your mother after we just shit on her for 10 minutes. I think we should say a few nice things about your mother. I know she's great for my ego because she eats like a horse. Anything I cook, she takes down, dude. Uh, but if it's not, if I don't deliver my best, she's going to let me know. She's not just going to fall on a grenade and eat something that she doesn't like. If it's not my best, she's going to tell me. And more often than not, I'll know. Like what? What will she say? No, no, no. Will she say? Not your best. She will say this is not your best. It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. It was a little dry. (laughs) I like it. Usually the ribs is more uh, juicy. Let's activate my PTSD, bro. You know what I mean? Like don't feel like she's here. I feel like she's here. No, dude, I only have one compliment for her. The she's only one. one of a kind. Only I love one. her to death, and that's it. That's like, it. I love her. That's only one compliment. She's a lot. She gives her grandson her best every hour that she can. I never thought I would love him so, so much. So much. Never thought. <laughs> Never I, I don't even know. like children. I Thanks, don't, Mom. I'm so-so. <laughs> I don't even comes, like kids. I'm cool. I don't I'm even cool. like children. I was always, eh, eh, I when it comes cool. to children. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> but I Mom, love you him. can put that in a card. Ding, ding. Yeah, Vita should work for Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is so fun because I don't even know how many years ago this was. There came the time that Tommy and I bit the dust and decided... Bit the dust. Well, that's what they say when people get married. Who does? Another one bites the dust. Okay. It's a super old-fashioned term before your time. Get with it. I forgot how old you are. (laughs) Don't be a millennial. (laughs) Don't be a Gen Zer. Don't be a Gen Zer. Have some chutzpah. Okay. The time came that our leases were up, and Tommy and I decided that we actually had the balls to move in together. We gave up both of our apartments... We moved into the condo that I owned all my life, which was a squeeze because we had really nice places. I mean, I did. I had a really nice place. We were both at the bottom of Runyon Canyon. Yeah, you had a beautiful place. And then we kind of squeezed into like this two and a half bathroom pie in the sky into our little one plus one. But it's like location, location, location. And it was going to be down the hall from my dad downstairs from my mom cameras were up for whatever season that was 
It was a really stressful time. Yeah, the hope was that her father would get better enough that he could come back and move into his unit down the hall and that we could always be there checking on him. And We had logistics. We had personal logistics. We had leases up. We had a lot of balls in the air, and our hearts were in the best place. Yeah, and again, the cameras were up, so it adds to a whole new level of stress. Um, there was a day that my mom walked in and she saw all the boxes, and she decided that the boxes were still unpacked for too long, and she went off on you. No, she went off on you, and I went off on her. Yes. Because she knew what our days were like, that every day we were going to the hospital and, you know, going to work and coming home. She knew what it was like, and, you know, if she wanted to uh, to help, she could have came down, she could have got off her ass, came in and helped unpack. But there was no reason for her to ridicule you, especially in front of cameras. It just, I wasn't going to tolerate that. It was a tough spot for you to be in. Let's focus on the day that you decide, ladies and gentlemen, to move in with your better half, what are you doing? You are letting go of all your control. You are forfeiting the person that you formerly knew because now both of your names are going to be getting to the same place for mail. You're sharing your electric bill. You're sharing your refrigerator. You might even be sharing a bathroom and a bin for your clothing. Like you're, you're, you're sharing your idiosyncrasies more than anything else. Is the little you things. You have one key. The you little might things. have one clicker for the garage. You might have to decide which one of you gets the space in the garage and which one has to move your car before you get ticketed. Yeah. Like there's I, so I don't think many that, things. Yeah, like, like the woman's, that's ever going to be the woman's, that she's going to have to run out every morning before the ticket guy comes. What if you have tandem spaces and then you go downstairs to go to work and you were the last one in and you're blocking someone Gotta in. move them. Gotta so, move them. How many people do you think the average person lives with before they take the plunge? I don't think people move in with multiple men and women. That's what I mean. On average, you think what it is, one, two? Yeah, max. Tops, two. Max. Never three. I'm not, people get married three marriages. Three marriages. You never heard, we're in LA, you never heard of people getting married three times? So I think that you, I don't know. I've never lived with anyone prior to you. I mean, I've had roommates for sure. You've had more roommates than a English kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I always liked the roommate. You know, especially if they're my friend. I don't even know what roommates in English kitchen means. What the? <laughs> You're really bringing them out of the wheelhouse tonight, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, okay. You only lived on your own. You never lived with another dude, right? You ever come close? No, never. Yeah. The reason why is that in Persian culture, you don't give the cow away for free. And... By moving in, you're basically saying, don't even bother thinking about proposing to me. If you were worried about like whether or not you can land this plane, well, well we were already let engaged. Me just give it to you. We were already engaged, but that's another episode. We'll talk about when we got engaged, but Fine. we were already in. Engaged. We're talking about forfeiting your freedom because now, in the eyes of the law, you live together. So you can't break up. And just go back to your apartment because yeah, you, you can. live together. Yeah, you can. If you're in, if you're married, you can't. But if you're in, if you're just boyfriend and girlfriend, and you break up, you, you can pack your shit and bounce. It's not that big a deal. Hey, I've call tried the to telephone do it. company. I tried many times. What? And then I tried to leave oh, while me? we live together oh, all right. many See times. You. Okay. And the hotel rates are very expensive, and then it forces you. Hey, wait a minute. One night plus that 10% city tax and the 10% hotel tax. And by the time you're done, you're like, wow, that's half the rent for a month. I'd better stick around and work this out. So that's the 
the good and bad thing about moving in together is like you actually are forced to work out your problems. Yeah, but problems are also going to come. When you're just dating and you go back to your neutral places, like if we got into fights or if we got, I could still, all right, I'm going to go back to my place. There's none of that now. And, you know, again, the show is filming. Her father's sick. Mother's upstairs. This is like a bonfire of crazy shit that we just stepped into willingly. And, you know, here we are again. Here we are again. Married with a baby. You know, worked out. So we put our relationship to the test We're again. married with a baby and we, at No, this I'm point? saying not then. I'm saying today, right now. Here we are, married. Been together for a while with a baby. So, uh, you know, it worked. Even putting ourselves to that test willingly uh, it worked and we came through it. Tommy, look at me in my eyes. I love you. Okay. So at the point where you are giving up your apartment on King's Road, tell me what was going through your mind that you were willing to give up your freedom. Because you might paint it out like it's just sharing a house or apartment, but in reality is a lot more than that. You can't actually... For, see, for me, it's different because I actually, again, since my mother's died, I've lived with people. You know, I've had like two occasions... So you're saying it was I've not... I've had two occasions where I've had my own place and even that instance... I had someone move in with me that they didn't pay me rent just because I don't like to come. You know, there's definitely days where I want to be by myself and I'm moody and I want to just go sit in a room and leave me the fuck alone. But for the most part, I like to come home to somebody. And, you know, you were my best friend. And, you know, you still are. But, I mean, in that moment, you know, Jamie had passed, you know, to do by Like, I didn't really have anybody else out here. I looked forward to, to moving in with you. I didn't think of it like that. I look forward uh, to be able to say, all right, every day I'm going to be able to come home and be with you. I hear you loud and clear. So for us, it was opposite. Yes. I'm thinking this is such a huge thing because I've never had roommates and I certainly have never lived with another man before. You had roommates and you lived with other roommates, but you never lived with a girlfriend with no. that you were engaged to. You've no. never been engaged. But I was never any of that. So you No, listen, I'm not saying that it was... You know, like I said, I was excited. You were the one. This was our life. We were building a life together. I didn't build a life with anybody before. I hadn't really wanted to. Uh, especially in LA, you know, most of the... Well, as I said, most of the women that I had met at that point in time, to my own fault, I wasn't looking at them like that. I wasn't treating it like that. This was something that I was, it was a building block for us. We were, you know, it was the next step was moving in. You're so cute. I know. I'm taking, this pause is me taking you in. When you describe what you were going through, it was so different for me. I bet. The Persian culture is very not that. Exactly. Not I... to mention we hired Shoehead's moving company, and he was <laughs> awful. Awful, Mike. I hope you're not moving anything anymore because they were terrible. Well, I wouldn't let them, you know, uh, carry a carton of eggs for me. You know what I mean? See, my mind is uber focused on when we moved out, we had to find the right moving company. We had to compare prices. Moving is expensive. We have to call and get all of these things transferred. It was so stressful. And also, like, it felt like, you know, this is not as casual as the way that you describe it because my mom, my dad, my whole entire family, forget about just my parents accepting it, but like everybody knows that we 
cohabitate. Even though we're in the 21st century, it's still a big statement. For your family and for you, it was. I could see how it was. For and me, it wasn't. It's a lot of logistics. We wanted to work on getting our full security deposit back. What do we have to fix up to make sure that that happens? We figured we out. Figured it out. We got in and now we're in this confined space. Our first place together is a postage stamp. Do you know what a postage stamp is? But you want to it's know, a shoebox. Yeah, but you want to know what was a trip for me? We moved in to the place where you grew up. So oh, like you grew you grew up yes. too. Yes. You were in the same so she knew everybody. I did. So like all these people were happy to have her back and they want to hang out. And it's like, yo, yo, you people need to chill. This is very interesting because we left our swanky Hollywood Hills apartments and then we moved into this small first place together and then quaint it's, it's a nice place but it's half the size it's yes listen, i think it, it's, I, I, it's I think you're minimizing the, it was a nice place it's a nice condo but it wasn't as it's big a nice as where condo. we were coming from yeah it's a nice condo but we went from big big places where we both had each in but, hollywood but to in a nicer neighborhood that was half the size now we're in my old neighborhood and we're seeing old friends and you start to become antisocial. Yeah, well, I start. I've always, I, you know, it's just me, man. It's just, you know, it's just how I am. I, I, I like to hang out. Uh, well, one, I'm a funny guy. So people always are looking for me to be a funny that. guy. I don't always want to hang out. I don't always want to be a good time. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm not. And then they look at me like, I'm not a good time. What's going on? And so sometimes I just want to be left alone. And you're the mayor. You're the mayor. You make you go to the store, and it's like a, a, a stray dog. You know what I mean? You come back with with friends. You know what I mean? I met this person. They're great. Oh, they have a baby, and it's the same age as Shams. They're gonna be. We're gonna go out. We're gonna go to dinner with them. What? You know what I mean? Like you're not like me at all in that regard. You will befriend anything. A tree. When we started making friends with our new neighbors, you found that a turnoff. There's a line. But Gabby, in Queens, Gabby. but where you grew up in Queens, everyone Well, do I live in that. Queens? I everyone, left there too. Everyone does that. You know what I mean? I, I love my friends and I go back and we hang out. With, but if I was there, I get annoyed too. You know, sometimes I just like to be by myself and you're not. You are very, you're a social butterfly. So you're looking, to, you're looking to put things on the calendar all the time. If you don't nip that type of shit in the bud, especially after we just move in, like that's not how, nope, nope, sorry. That's not how this is going to go down. I know what it I, is. Listen, I fully encourage your participation. I'm not telling you that you, you, I don't want you to go. You go enjoy yourself. Have as much fun as you want. But what happened is as soon as our friendly neighbors wanted to start being like, hey, come over and have a cocktail on Friday night. Like, let's have a martini at our place, like 7 o'clock Friday night. You were like, fuck that. I got fantasy football. I got the Mets. I got this. Like, you decided to retrieve. I needed that to be I needed that to be nipped in the bud right away because I saw my future. That mundane, you just, eh, so how was your day? You know, what, what, did you see what they did? Or do you know that they're doing this now instead of... You know what's uh, funny? Oh, I'd, rather, I'd rather, like, stick my head in a vice. None of that was easy, but you, you know, your mother was the easiest part for me. She would bother you more. That was the first time that I realized that, you know, it was essential for me to kind of be a referee and to, between the two of them because Vita gives it, but there's some days that my wife isn't looking to take it. And Vita might not have even done anything yet, but my wife's already on edge. You can see it. It's like, all right, it's like a flint. 
you know, you can't spark a flint. Otherwise, a fire is going to explode. So you got to like keep the, you got to keep that out, you know? So you got to kind of be in between them and act as a little bit of a, a buffer to make sure that they can't get at each other, which I didn't mind because, again, I used to get a, you know, I get a kick out of Darth Vader because she's, uh, she's very opinionated. She's going to tell you exactly what's on her mind all the time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Once we moved in together, I noticed a very specific shift in liberties that you would take. For instance, you farted and you belched a lot more than when we didn't live together. And I could hear them all the time. You actually turned your back to me in bed and farted in the direction where I was sleeping. That sounds that, that sounds, was super sexy. That sounds about right. Um, also, I didn't like finding socks in the couch constantly, going to the bathroom and seeing remnants of you in the bathroom, remnants of you on the bathroom sink. Like maybe if you shaved and you didn't wipe it in, like you didn't care. Like you didn't try anymore. Like you didn't try to hide and conceal who you were. Are you trying to say that you're not messy? What do you think your, your, the bathroom was like with you? Do you think it was clean? No, I'm sure I had my makeup all over uh, the place. Yeah, all over the place is right. I'm sure you had. But makeup make is not disgusting. Okay, if you say so. If you say so, it's not. You know, having no counter space in the bathroom is not. You're right. It's not disgusting. It's it's normal. I also uh, definitely noticed some things about you as well. You were more than apt to turn your bed into a picnic table. <laughs> And turn it in picnic bed. Okay. Like, all right, cool. I don't have to eat in the kitchen anymore. Well, We're home here now. I could just, the, I'll eat in bed. Every, no. So all the meals became picnic bed. The thing is that we, our living room was like one of those formal cocktail sitting rooms. So then all of a sudden I was like, I don't want to eat there. But again, this is, she lived here. This was her, her condo that she moved back. So you could tell she was just right back in her wheelhouse. Like this is what she used to do. I went, she I get reverted, in bed. She, I went, she turned on to, housewives and, you know. I reverted to my 18 to 25 year old self. Yeah. But, but I, now you've kind of almost converted me, which I'm ashamed to say. But it's still something that is very disgusting. It's not a place for you to eat. And I do it too now. So I'm not yet pointing at you. But you've you've turned me into something that you know. Typically, I would detest. The message is clear. We robbed each other of the a luster of that beginning of the relationship, right? Like we stopped being yes, clean. Yes, I know. I will. Stopped, we, I will we, say we, the the punches were pulled. You know, there's there's rom coms like 150 rom coms yeah. where you move in and one of you is wearing overalls with paint splatter yes, yes, and you kiss yes, each other yes. and you're putting up pictures. You get paint on your nose. Look at you. You're, and the you're other paint one on your nose. dabs it off and yes. kisses your nose yes. and then you like yes. put a frame and you're and so proud. And the puppy runs in paint and he gets Ex paint all over the house. Oh my God, look at this. Oh my God, look at this. None it of wasn't that. this. Your father's had fucking eight strokes. Oh your fucking nutmeg mom's upstairs. You know what I mean? We got fucking shit everywhere. It definitely was not rom-com. 
It was definitely not. There was no They haven't written role. this rom-com yet. I think the same guy that wrote Saw would write the rom-com for what we moved into. <laughs> right? Like, that's what it was. Yeah, all right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, here, cool. Here's a grenade. What's the name of that Freddy Krueger guy? Wes Cravens. Yes. 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 To this day, sometimes I wish you wouldn't belch so deep-throatedly and, like, multi-octavely. Listen, sometimes in bed when you're snoring, you don't think you're farting, too? A snore is different. No, uh, yeah, not when it's coming out of your butt. No, come on, don't lie. I'm not lying. You don't know. Look at me. Look at me. You I think, think you've I've never, never farted in your sleep? Yeah, I think I've never farted okay. in my sleep because I don't fart in real life. In the famous words of Chris Rock, when you start to date someone, you're not dating the real person. You date their representative. You're dating the representative. It's right? very true. So the moment you realize that you got into a fight that you can't drive home in a huff and you can't drive away and go to your own place... And you're too embarrassed to drive to a friend's house because you're like, what the fuck am I going to say? I can't get but along. But even that, with- that's, it, it's, it's, it's just a band-aid and on a bullet you, wound. You still got to go back home. Right. You and, know what I mean? You, you have can go to, to the friend. yourself to other people. Or if I wanted to go to my parents, they'd be like, well, what happened? And then you're putting it, making it bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, there were nights that we got into these fights where I thought the only way that I can teach him a lesson and make our relationship better is if I leave. So I was like, well, where am I going to go? So I would look up hotels and I would try to find a place where I could disappear. Guess what? The hotels, even the cheapest hotel, is still $250 plus 10% tax and then 10% tax, which basically is half your rent for the month. So you can't, once you move in with someone, you can't just dip into a hotel. One night is $450. What is two nights going to be? $900? And then what is going to happen? And then you're holding on and you're even more big mad because you held out for two days. And then the guy's going to be in the same spot when you get back. So Chapter 9 on the Persian Guide to Relationships. Teaching the one you love a lesson. Well, all right. We can put a pin in it. Yeah. Let's just go into the questions because, honestly, I think the questions are more for us than they are for everybody else because we learn so much, right, Question time. Let's do it. All right. Question time. All right, all right. This one is so funny because... It really, Tommy, is this not an issue that we have between us? Yupti underscore 56 wrote, when is it okay to fart or poop in front of your significant other? Yeah, you definitely have that problem. This is a girl asking, asking from a girl's perspective. You definitely have that problem. Be farting and pooping all over the place. Can't even go out in public with you. Fart and poop and express. Yupti June, I just want to tell you something. The moment you're willing to let go of... Your bowels. The romance in the relationship and a big layer of the cake of mystery and love, that's when you start to poop and fart in front of your significant other. You go into the hall, you hold it, you wait until you get home. You don't get a dog. And then when you walk the dog, just go with the dog. Just, you know, the two of you pop a squad on on the one. And I'm I'm joking. My wife doesn't fart and shit all over the place. She doesn't do that. She does fart in in her sleep though. She does fart in her sleep. She, every now and then, like some nights I'll wear a life preserver because we sleep close to the pool and I'm worried she's going to blast me into the pool. Yep, Dijun, underscore 56. I'll Listen, wake up in the pool. I would prefer that you never cross that line. Never, ever cross the line of farting. There's always a door you can open and walk away. There's always going to be somewhere else you can go. When you could just go outside, 
go to another room, go into the bathroom. My mom used to tell my dad that farts are for the bathroom. If you're in a restaurant, you don't fart at the table. You get up, you go to the bathroom. If you, my mom also- Don't is legendary. Bro, she farts also said, if you blow your nose, you don't do it at the table. That's what the restroom is Remember for. Remember when I did it? Remember when I did she it? She had the most disgusted look on her face. <laughs> There's two th- two times that are so legendary with Darvita, like when we were first meeting each other. One is when I blew my nose at the table. I thought she was going to faint. Kill you. And the other time was when I asked her if she wanted a bite of what I had, of like the what I got. Your mouth was probably open. Bro, I thought she was going to fucking faint, dude. I, I mean, just, you're not the most um, cleanest eater. Like, you're kind of like a horror. No, like, no, um, hell no. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a carnivore, bro. Like, I'm getting in there, dude. You know what I mean? I'm a caveman. I want to make sure that Yep June understands that she wants it from a girl's perspective. She's the girl, so she wants to know what her man is going to think if she lets one loose. So you have to tell her the truth, Tommy. You can't say it's going to trust me it's going to happen. No, She's trying to say is it okay? No. No, no. You want to keep yeah, I agree with you. You want to keep that mystery alive as long as possible. You don't want to get cuz then you get into like you know, what else can you do that's disgusting in no, front of each other? No, it's not even other. that. Then you get into like, you know, your your best friends. You know what I mean? Like you're just dudes. It's like two guys hanging out watching television. You know what I'm saying? So does that mean that that's where we're at? No, 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 no. We got a kid. We got a kid. It's different. The next question comes from Lysi813. I think that's an L. What food is always in your refrigerator? MJ's pick and Tommy's pick. I like a bare bone dry ass fridge that's empty that looks like nobody lives here. Yes. A bottle of wine that has a sip yes. in it. And a uh, fancy bottle of water. Cheese. Some I sort of cheese that, you, that you're not really cheese. sure how long that cheese has been there. But string cheese lasts a long time, so that's yeah, key. Yeah. Me, I like food in it. I'll tell you. Uh, Tommy has to have the fridge bursting and overflowing with so much you think it's like Thanksgiving this weekend. And yeah, we're having just, it at our house. Something. We're it, hosting it. It's just something, man. I've had it since I've been like that since I'm a kid, man. I feel like, you know, no matter what, if your fridge is good, life is good. You know what I mean? So I, uh, I, a Yoohoo. I would always like a Yoohoo in my fridge. If you let your five year old do the shopping, that's what Tommy's refrigerator will look like. Cause it's got candy, it's got Nesquik, it's got Yoohoo. It's got it's good got stuff. I promise you. Punch. I guarantee you more every one of you people would want to come hang out with me in my fridge before they would want to come out and hang out with you in your fridge. I'll tell you what's not in my fridge is a bottle of ketchup. Anybody has ketchup in the fridge out there? You people are loons. It's You're a room temperature people. condiment. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's meant for it. If you put the the cold ketchup on the hot food. You know, you're it's fucking anarchy. It up. It's, it's anarchy. You're, you're fucking it up. Yeah, man. Who wants to cool off 100%. a hot fry? Same page on that. Here's another brilliant question from Shout Out Barbie Rothstein. Should rent be split 50-50 or split based on incomes? Example, higher income pays more. I know my answer to that. I know my answer to that. Good, because she has to use, she has to ask the question. Okay, so can I say first? Absolutely. Ladies right. first. All right. Yes, the person who makes more money should be in charge of the lion's share of the bills so that the other person can spend it on, has enough money left over to spend it on their hygiene, their um, their hobbies, their hygiene. You can, you know, get therapy if you want to spend it on your mental wellness. You can do nice things for your significant other so that you're not always strapped for, for cash. Your hobbies and your hygiene so you can take yeah. a bath. No. Take a bath. No. Take facials. a bath, you smelly bastard. 
Take a bed, you smelly piece of shit. If you ain't come home to me, keep your money. I don't want it. Don't worry. I'm paying the bills around here. Okay, Tommy. Yeah. If right now we're talking about splitting our bills down the middle, okay. wouldn't you want me to have some money left over to do the things that I need? Well, I, I have listen. therapy. You don't. I have more shopping. You don't. I have more beautification. You don't. I do a lot more. I also shop for the kid. You don't. There's a lot of expenses that I personally like. You know, it's it's really, really costly to be a human being that gets to be well-rounded. I think that the conversations are different when you're married. I think when you're married, you know, everybody's pissing into the same puddles. So we're all throwing money into the same pot. That's true because it when you make that commitment for life. Yes, you know, so it is what it is. And once you're married, like, I already know that you do all those things. You know what I mean? It's not a surprise. It's not sneaking up on me. I think that before you move in together, that shit, you know, it's like having a prenup conversation before a marriage. It's necessary. It might be a tough conversation. It might not be one that you're looking to have. But when you're about to move in with someone, you people need to sit down before anything and you need to say, all right, this is how the money's going to work. So if the person makes more money and he's, uh, or he or she is fine with spending more money, Great. You can't just assume that because a person makes more money that they're going to pay more bills. A lot of people because some people are tight, some people are cheap, and like I'm not. You know, I work hard for my money. I'm not paying for you. I'm not paying for you to bathe. I got to call you out because we didn't do that in advance at all. We didn't. Most people aren't going to do that conversation. It's too awkward, and it's also peels a layer. Just talk about farting and pooping. Uh, The financial, the money conversation is a big challenge. It's a turnoff. It takes away the romanticism. And most people, therefore, don't have those awkward, uncomfortable convos. I'm not saying you gotta. I'm saying that ideally you do. In theory, that's what you should do first, is to have the conversation so it doesn't bear its ugly face later on in the relationship. But obviously, you know, most people might not do it. And I think that's, that's a mistake. It is going to be a sit down. It's going to require a sit down at a table and say, hey, listen, here's our bills. This is how much it is. This is how much it costs. And what should we do? Even though it's a hard conversation, it's an important one to have because from there you have growth. You can create a budget. You can create goals. And if you are just a couple that are just living together as boyfriend, girlfriend, and you have no idea where it's going, then you know, maybe that conversation about money is going to force another serious issue. So clearly, Barbie Rothstein, it could be bothering that person. It could be bothering you. And that's why you're thinking about it. So once something is on your mind, it's an issue that should be presented to the other person. All right. Uh, this is from uh, Dana Savour. How would older couples be able to move in together and get along? I'm in my 40s. And my and way too set in my ways, Dana. I think that uh, you know there's two sides to that coin. I understand what you're saying because I'm very set in my ways too. But I think that if we're having a conversation about moving in, that means that we're probably dating. Things are going well. Uh, we're enjoying each other's company. The other side of that coin is you also really know what you want. You know, I knew what I wanted. So did she. Uh, sometimes it makes it, you just know right away that, all right, this isn't because I'm set in my ways. I know this isn't going to go work. It could, it could work both ways, you know, but I, I would also say that you don't want to, you know, say that I'm too set in my ways to close yourself off something for something that's good. Uh, because if it's for the right person, I'm not saying that you could completely change who you are. We're all leopards and it's tough to change our spots, but 
we could definitely work on things for the right person, you know? So if it's a matter of, you know, you like to, you know, keep the bed unmade and they like to make it, you nobody, know what I mean? You can make concessions unmade, the way. Nobody likes an unmade bed. I, I'm just saying, some people are anal about it. You aren't, you never made it. I make it every day. So it's not something you're anal about. I'm anal about it. And it's only since I read a book. So I've made changes in that. If you want to live with that person, there is a level of reality that overcomes the relationship when you move in together. So make sure it's what you want to do. But then compromise is just part of life. It is. It's part of living together. It's part of sharing a home with another person. Okay. Lindsay B. Spector is asking, how did you manage household chores? I think this was a big learning curve for you and me because I feel like in the beginning when we had to divide chores, we used to bicker a lot about what we're doing, who's cleaning, you know, the housekeeper comes or doesn't come. I think you should have a list and it should be taped to the refrigerator someplace and you should have a really specific time and day about what you guys are doing. And I think that really helps people. Let's just write it down. There, there are chores that some people hate or like more than others. I think that that you should start there. Like, for example, I don't mind folding laundry. Not that I don't mind it. I don't like it. But she fucking hates it. I do hate to fold the so laundry. So I'll fold laundry. I'll drag the thing over to the washer. I'll She'll gladly do, the, wash. do the transfer into the dryer. She'll do all that. She just don't want to fold it. I'll fold wanna, it. Yeah. You know, so if you, if you could... Take that as a microcosm and to do branch that out for all your other chores, chores, you know, then it's not that bad. Like, I don't mind doing the dishes and loading the dishwasher. I'm not a big fan of putting them away. She'll put them away. Uh, I think it's important, especially when you're talking about moving in together. There's already stress there. Yes, there's going to be a lot of, you know, this is great. And there's going to be a lot of, you know, a deeper feel of love that you probably haven't had in the past. But at the same point in time, there's going to be a lot of stress involved there because you still have the other things in your outside life. And now you're living together and, you know, she's she might put things that you're not used to and you might do the same to her. So it's a little bit more of a stressful situation. So if you can augment that stress in any way by creating a list, so doing any of that stuff, I think it's smart. I agree with you. The moral of the story today is pull up a chair to the dining table and write this stuff down. I agree What are we you. doing? Or at least have a conversation that would definitely be the moral of today's episode or, or these questions. They're all asking different things, but they all have the same answer. You guys need to sit down and you need to talk it out because and, I think it, yeah. you'll feel better. They're all difficult conversations. It's all stuff that no one wants to talk about, and it's it's unavoidable. Yeah. I'm like Dr. Phil, and you're like Dr. Joyce Brothers. We're giving advice from hindsight. Yeah, so it's, well, it's coming we, from, like, yeah, in that, moment, so we didn't do any, in that <laughs> moment, we didn't do any of that shit either. And I'm telling you that we should have. We you ran. know, there were fights and things that came across or, or bickering or things that, you know, popped up that would have been easily avoidable if she and I just sat down and bullshit a little bit about these type of things before it ever came to a head. And also, if you find that you can't do stuff, admit it. Don't deny it. You know, if you could work off each other, you're a team now. You're supposed to be in theory. You don't want to move in together and you both still be an island. You know, so if you move in together, even if you're not getting married, even if you're not having the kids, you want to be a unit, you want to be a team, and two good teams, you know, play off of each other. So, you know, use her advantages and your weaknesses and vice versa. All right, before we get out of here, I just want to, I got actually some real positive news this week. For those of you that don't know, 
you know, when my wife went through what she went through in the hospital, you know, I made some promises to the universe and one of them was to do better and be better. So I started this book club and uh, it's, you know, I, I want to take it to the next level. And, you know, my mom had left me, you know, some money when she passed. And but you didn't get in. That I didn't even no. know about. I didn't even know yeah. about until my son was about to be born. So it was like, you know, the 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 sky came out and gave me this money. You got contacted and, um, by mail. You yeah, guys, check someone your, tracked me down. Check your mail, people. It someone still tracked has... me down from a, like a building that we lived in 30 years ago. But whatever, long story short, I got some scratch. I got some money and I, I, I used that money to set up a nonprofit. It's for Fight Club, for, you know, for books, for kids out there that can't afford books. I have, you know, 30 families, 80 kids. I want to turn that up a notch this year. So if you're someone out there, you have some books, you want to donate them to me, please get them to me. I will get them to children, I promise you. And uh, going forward, I'm going to be able to set up a, you know, a website and whatnot where if you guys want to make a donation and help us out, we'll be able to do that too. So I'm real excited about it. Uh, like I said, it's I'm something really that I hope to my you, son... And I hope my son will be proud of me, too. We are both super proud of you. Awesome. The psychic told me today that when our kid gets old enough to start telling us what we're doing wrong, um, we got to be ready for that. So we got to get our shit together sooner than later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all the details of how you could get books to me or if you want to get involved uh, will be in the description of this week's episode. And we'll also so there'll be more information out there as we go forward on our social as well. So, again, I want to thank anybody that's ever donated a book to me. I wouldn't be able to do it without you folks. And like I said, this year I'd like to turn it up a notch. So if you could, like I said, send another book, tell a friend, you know, there are kids out there that could use them. Awesome. I'm super proud of you, and Shams is proud of you. We're very excited about it. Yes. So we'll see you next week, and peace, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, leave a nice comment, and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. You could also follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week.